You are listening to Your Word on the Way. We trust the Word of God to encourage you, comfort you, and even challenge you as you grow in your walk with the Lord. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and podcast. Thanks again for joining us for Your Word on the Way. Well, good morning, everybody. Happy day 20 of our 21-day fast. I trust that you have been blessed, um, that your healing has risen like the dawn. Uh, like, I just trust that your flesh is quiet. You know, you're not even hungry anymore. You don't even want the cheeseburger. You get to a point in time in a fast where you realize nothing that you eat is actually as good as you imagine that it's gonna be. Like once you eat it, you're like, ah, ah, it's not all that much. It's because your spiritual senses are heightened and you don't depend so much on all of your other senses. But anyway, we're not talking about fasting today. Today, I just wanted to share with you a, a brief message, something that is on my heart as of yesterday. I started putting it together yesterday and I just want to preach it out today. Um, the title is better the enemy's plan to keep you oppressed or the enemy's plan to oppress you better the enemy's plan to oppress you. What in the world am I talking about? Well, I want to combat this idea that we get in our hearts that because a situation is better or because a physical ailment is better um, because something has shifted from being as bad as it was to being better than it was, um, that that must be, you know, that we stop contending for the whole of, of the whole work of the cross, the full work of the cross. Um, it is God's will for us to be whole, whole in body, obviously whole in spirit, um, in connection with him whole in our mind, in our emotions, in our relationships, that is God's ideal for us. And it's so important that we uh, focus our attention on God's standard. And I don't, I don't want to say it like God's standard as if it's like his, his standard that he's putting on you. It's God's standard of what best looks like. You might move from one apartment to a better apartment and nothing against um, the start. You know, God loves to see a work begin. You've got to start somewhere. But that's not your end. The start is not the end, right? And so God loves to see a work begin. Um, he loves it. That's precious to him. But if we all stopped and ended where we started, we certainly wouldn't be living in God's best for us. And you know that God's standard of best is quite amazing because you saw how he, um, you know, he, he gave instructions for the temple and, uh, wood and then overlaid with gold. Like, I think that's pretty serious. Uh, the gates in heaven are made out of pearl, um, and all different kinds of precious gems and stones. He paves his streets with gold in heaven. Okay. He has a pretty high standard. Like God's best is quite different than your 
your best, then my best. Um, I have an amazing house. I am blessed. Um, but I want you to know that better is not best. That better is not God's standard for you. That's not even his starting point for you. That's where you've begun. But when he starts a work, you better believe he brings it to completion. And I, I just want it to get into our hearts that better is not best. And if you settle for better, you better believe that that is one of the enemy's ways to keep you small. What if somebody took handcuffs off you and then instead put you on a leash, like a 50-foot leash? Of course that's better. But should you be satisfied with being on a, you know, on a locked leash? No, it is for freedom that Christ has set you free. Uh, what if you're in debt right now? And, and some of us might, when we're in a tough situation, Father, if you just get me, please, God, just get me from being $30,000 in credit card debt to like 15, because that's manageable. Listen, if he can do 15 grand, he can do another 15 grand. Like, really, he is, a, he is more than able. He is able to do exceedingly and abundantly more than we can ask, we can think, or we can imagine according to his power at work within us. God is more than able. And please be encouraged. Stop settling for better. There is better than better. There is God's best. There is the truth of his word. There's the truth of a matter. Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them from them all. From the some? No, from them all. God is able to bring you safely into his heavenly kingdom. Amen. Um, surely he will deliver us from every evil attack and bring us safely into his heavenly kingdom. You know, you can have a testimony and you can say, well, I'm better, but you know, there's still a couple things that bother me. And listen, I'm not speaking out of condemnation for that or judging that kind of thing. I want you to get it in your heart and, and get it in your mind and get it in your spirit today that there is a best that God has for you. There don't settle for better. I guess I can give you a Bible verse. Don't settle for better. Mark chapter eight. And listen, not that, not that the word better is bad. I mean, obviously better does not equal bad. Better equals better, but don't settle for better. Settle or contend for God's best. Keep believing until you have all that God has for you. Mark chapter 8. I'll read from verse 22. This is Jesus and his disciples. When they arrived at Bethsaida, some people brought a blind man to Jesus and they begged him to touch the man and heal him. Jesus took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village. Then, spitting on the man's eyes, he laid his hands on him and said, Can you see anything now? The man looked around. Yes. He said, I see people, but I can't see them very clearly. They look like trees walking around. 
Then Jesus said, all right, well, you're better. No, that's not what he said. Verse 25. Then Jesus placed his hands on the man's eyes again, and his eyes were opened. His sight was completely restored, and he could see everything clearly. Jesus sent him away saying, don't go back into the village on your way home. His sight was completely restored and he could see everything. How many of us would stop at, wow, I can see better. You know what? I could see better. That's, that's all that I needed. I needed to be able to see better. And we would have, that would have been the end of the story. But Jesus addressed that for us. And I love that this is in the scriptures. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for inspiring this, that this would be, be, be put in the word of God so that we could hear it, so that we could know it. He completely restored the eyes of the blind man. Your sight can be completely restored. Your health can be... What's up, Sam? Do you want to say hi to the people? Sorry, guys, I had to pause it because Samuel needed my help with something. But so your sight can be completely restored. Every time that you settle for better instead of God's best, you, you've got to be sure. The enemy is keeping you in some type of oppression, some type of bondage. Because like I said earlier, what good is it to be out of handcuffs but still on a leash? It might feel like it's better, but it's not better. It is for freedom that Christ has set you free. Amen. Uh, look at what happened with Abraham. You know, they might have, him and Sarah might have thought, man, it, it would be better for us to have any son rather than no son. And so this is better. Let's, you know, Sarah offered her hand or her maid, whatever they call him. And, um, you know, they had Ishmael from Hagar. And that caused problems for all of Israel's existence now. That is what caused problems, is settling for the better. Better is not God's best. Turn to Luke chapter 15. This is the parable of the, of the prodigal son. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Um, I'll start from verse 16. The young man became so hungry. So this young man asks his father for his portion of the inheritance, and then he squanders his, all of his wealth, all of his wealth on wild living. Verse 16. The young man became so hungry that he even ate, then even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him, but no one gave him anything. When he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, at home, even the hired servants have enough food to spare. And here I am dying of hunger. I will go home to my father and say, I've sinned against both heaven and you, and I'm no longer of worthy of being called your son. Please take me on as a hired servant. So he returned home to his father. And while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I'm no longer worthy of being called your son. But his father 
Another version, uh, like another um, translation, says it would be better for me to be uh, a servant in his house. So this says, but his father said to the servants, quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet and kill the calf we have been fattening. We must celebrate a feast with a feast for this son of mine was dead and now has returned to life. He was lost, but now he is found. So the party began. The father didn't say, you're right. It is better for you to be a servant in my house. Um, and so let, you know, come on, we'll, we'll work out a deal. He's, he said, quick, bring the finest robe. He said, kill the calf we've been fattening. Kill the best meat that we've got. Tonight is going to be a celebration. God doesn't want better for you. He wants the best for you. He wants the finest for you. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. I believe it's in Psalms or Proverbs. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it with the finest grains. Open your mouth wide Bible. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. That's what the Bible says. Here, the father, who is a represent, sorry, representation of God's love for us, he brings out the finest. And then I want you to see what happens. Verse 28, the older brother was angry and wouldn't go in. His father came out and begged him. But he replied, all these years I've, I've slaved for you and never once refused to do a single thing you told me. And in all that time, you never gave me even one goat for a feast with my friends. Yet when this son of yours comes back after squandering your money on prostitutes, you celebrate by killing a fattened calf. His father said to him, look, dear son, you have always stayed by me and everything I have is yours. We had to celebrate this happy day for your brother was dead and has come back to life. He was lost and now he's found. Isn't it just like the religious? Because this is, this parable is Jesus is with his disciples and he's, he's with tax collectors and he's with notorious sinners. And then it says, this made the Pharisees and the teachers of religious law complain that he was associating with such sinful people. So this, um, this other brother is like, you know, the brother who never did anything wrong. And that's a symbolism of the Pharisees and the Sadducees here, the religious people. Isn't it just like religion to hate the fact that God can give his best to somebody? Isn't it just like, um, you know, it's, it's just like religion to keep you bound in just the good. I, I guarantee you that older brother, if the father had been like, you're right, you need to be a hired servant. And if he treated him poorly, the other, th that brother would have been happy. And that's just like religion. That's just like what you're taught. You don't have to live in that. You don't have to live in less than God's best. You can live in God's full blessing. Amen. How about the Israelites? Every time they faced a trial, every single time without fail, Every time they faced a trial, they reverted to, you know what? It would have been better if we stayed in Egypt, 
Really? Wouldn't it be better to receive God's promised land? Oh, but there, you know what? We're facing a trial right now. Every, you know what? The enemy tries to keep you away from God's best. Man, I I don't feel like contending anymore for the best that God has for me because this road has been hard is basically what the Israelites are saying. And, you know, we, we just don't, we'd rather be in bondage. We'd rather be back in Egypt because at least there we had food and water. You know, when they were in Egypt, they, a cry from them rose to heaven and God heard their cry. And here they face a little trial and instead of believing God, instead of trusting God, they say, I, you know what? I would rather go back to that place where I was in bondage because at least there, and it's like there's a grass is the grass is greener mentality about back when they were in bondage, back when they were under the enemy's hand. Um, and listen, that's not what's better. What's better is trusting and believing God and entering into the promised land, eating the fruit of the land, living in homes you didn't build, eating from vineyards you didn't plant, um, having houses that are filled with good things that you didn't even buy. That's, that's what's truly better. That's what's best. But the Israelites, every time they faced a trial, they were like, you know what? It would have been better if we had just stayed in Egypt. What a mentality to be able to look at bondage and say that was better than what I have right now. That's a tactic of the devil to keep you oppressed, to keep you small, to make you think, man, it was easier back when I did X, Y, and Z. Man, it was easier um, when I did that kind of stuff. No, it wasn't easier. Listen, there's a best for you that God has for you and keep, keep contending for God's best. Keep believing the word of God that he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Amen. What happened with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego or Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael? I always try to remember their Hebrew names. Um, what happened with them when they were thrown in the fire? What if the, what if they, their confession of their mouth before they went in was instead of, I know my God, I know our God will, um, deliver us from this, but even if he doesn't, we still will serve him. I don't think they had a lack of faith there. I think they were just making sure, you know, to put it out there, no matter what I'm serving God. Um, I do believe that their faith was at the place where he's, he's going to deliver us that that's all there is to it. Um, but what if their confession of their mouth was God, God may deliver us. Or even if we come out of there, uh, partially burned, we're, we're going to survive. No, they said God will surely deliver us. And so when they came out, excuse me, they didn't even smell like fire. I don't know if you've been around a fireplace before. I don't know if you've been around, um, you know, when you put a fire pit outside. But when you're sitting by the fire, it can only be like you could be there for 20 minutes. And when you come inside, at least for girls, you got to take a shower because your hair smells like smoke. Everything about you smells like smoke. These 
guys didn't even smell like smoke. Not a hair on their bodies was even singed. Yet the people who threw them into the seven times hotter furnace, they were killed just because of the heat of that fiery furnace. And these guys didn't even smell like smoke. How about the Israelites when God um, opened, parted the Red Sea? They went through on dry ground. Dry. They went through on dry ground. The Israelites, they did not even smell like smoke. There is a best that God has for you. Not that you would just squeak by. Daniel wasn't partially ripped to shreds in that lion's den, but he made it. That wasn't the story of Daniel. The lions did not eat him. The lions didn't touch him. There was not one scratch on his body. Not one. Time after time, we see in the Bible that men and women of God were taken care of by God. He delivered them from every evil attack. He kept them safe. You know, when you settle for better, that's, that's just rather than God's best. That's the enemy's way of trying to get a payment out of you that you were never meant to pay for. That's what happened to Eve. The enemy was like, you know, yeah, just eat of this tree and uh, then you'll have wisdom. Then you'll be like God. The enemy always tries to make you pay for something that God already gave you. Wasn't Eve already like God? Wasn't she made in the image of God? Wasn't she? Adam was made in the image of God and Eve was made in his likeness. So Eve was like God. And yet the enemy, the devil, the serpent, that shrewd snake comes up to her and says, listen, you got to eat. If you eat of this, then you will be like God. The enemy always tries to take payment from you for something that God already gave you. Look at what the Israelites did in scripture. They tried to make treaties with people that God told them never to make a treaty with. And they ended up paying for something that God promised them. You don't have to pay for something that God promised you. The payment has already been made by the blood of Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago when he died on that tree, when he shed his blood, when he gave up his life. No one took it from him, but he gave it up freely Why? So that by his stripes, we were healed. So that we were forgiven of our sins. The criminal charges, the punishment for our sins was nailed to Christ on the cross. Your punishment has been taken away. You were redeemed from the curse of the law. Stop making payments on something that God already did for you through the blood of Jesus Christ. Stop making payments for something that God already paid for. Enough is enough. Stop settling for better. When God's word tells us the promises that he has for you, you will have life and have it more abundantly. You will be blessed when you come in. You'll be blessed When you go out, you will be the head and never the tail. You will be above and never beneath. You will be the lender and never the borrower. 
Stop making payments on things that God already paid for. Hey, enough is enough. It's time that we stand our ground and recognize I am not going to settle for better. Of course, be gracious. Have gratitude. Be thankful for what you have. Thank God that I'm greater than I was. Don't don't have an attitude of like, nothing is enough for me. Um, that's not what I'm talking about. But I am saying, don't settle for, well... I I came out of COVID, but my, you know, I have this pain in my chest ever since then and it hasn't gone away. Or God healed me of depression um and and I'm much better, but there are still some some days that I'm really sad and I can't I can't quite out, get out of it, but it's not like it used to be. Um or, you know, I I can walk now, but I I still walk with a limp. Or we're out of we're out of debt, but you know what? Every time that you gotta follow it with a but, just like the the blind man. Yes, I can see, but they're like the men are like trees walking around. Every time you follow it with a but, know that God has something greater for you. Know that He has His best planned for you, and don't settle for the stuff that you have to say a but after. Don't settle for something that because it's better, you feel like, you know, this is all that I'm going to get because it's better. There is a best that God has for you. He'll give you the best of the land. Won't he? He'll give you the promises from the word of God, abundant life, full health. Well, you know what? My whatever is in remission, but you know, uh, most of my symptoms are, are gone. I still have this. No, God wants you well. God wants you whole. How about the story when I think it was Peter's mom had a fever and Jesus went over and I think took her by the hand and she stood up and she started serving them. She was better in the same day. And like she was recuperated. She was recovered. You can be recovered. You can be whole in your body, in your mind. You don't have to settle for better. You don't have to settle for uh, this is not the way that it used to be. So thank God um, that I'm not in uh, I'm not in bondage anymore. But I'm just on a leash. No, you. It is for freedom that you have been set free. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. You will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. Lift your hands right where you're at today. I thank you, Father God, for your best. I thank you that you didn't make us settle for sacrifices. You didn't make us settle um, for all of the all of the uh, you know stuff that people had to do. They used to have to shed blood every day for their sins. You didn't make us settle, God, but you sent us your best, and your best was Jesus Christ. I thank you, Jesus, for shedding your blood on that cross. Hallelujah. I feel the spirit of God today. I thank you, Jesus, for shedding your blood on the cross. 
I thank you for your strong hand. I thank you, Father, that you didn't make us settle, but you sent your best, Jesus Christ, the lamb that was slain before the foundations of the earth, the spotless lamb. And I thank you that that lamb is coming back as a lion. I thank you that we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus, that we have the overwhelming victory. I thank you, Father, that the train of your robe fills the temple. That means that you have conquered every kingdom that there is to conquer. And Jesus, you have been given the name that's far above every other name that can be named. If it has a name, your name is higher. And not only that, but then you sat us at your, uh, you sat us on your throne as you're sitting at the right hand of the father. And so we are seated with you in heavenly places. We are blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm. And your word says that as you are, so are we in this world. And so I command sickness to go in the name of Jesus. I don't care if someone has felt better. God, I speak wholeness in their bodies, in Jesus' name. I don't care if somebody's mind has felt better, if their thoughts have been better. I speak the word of God to their minds to be whole, that they would be sitting clothed and in their right mind, able to understand your truth and act upon it. I thank you, Father God, for every person who has a child here, who has been wayward in the past, and maybe they're better now, but they're not quite there yet. I thank you, Father, that you didn't tell us to settle for better. We call forth their children in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father, that you send ministering angels um, to people who are surrounding them, who are believers, that uh, that they would be spurred on in their spirit to speak the word of God to those children, that they would become like the prodigal son. They would come to their senses. They would humble themselves and they would come running back to you, Father. In the name of Jesus, any person in the sound of my voice who's experienced lack, who has experienced the enemy stealing from them, I thank you, Father God, that you don't just restore it. You give them double honor for their shame. You make the enemy... Pay back two to seven times what he stole. And we receive it now by faith in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Just begin to uh, speak in the Holy Spirit. Go ahead and thank him for the victory. I thank you, Father, that we're not trying to win, that we are on the winning side. I thank you that we're victorious. I thank you that no weapon formed against us will prosper. Hallelujah. You are who you say you are and you'll do what you say you'll do. You are not a man that you should lie, nor the son of man that you should change your mind. The word of God is living and active. And it will not return void. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah, thine the glory. Hallelujah, amen. Hallelujah, thine the glory. You've revived us again. Thank you, Father, that you quicken our mortal bodies with the same power that raised Christ from the dead. In the name of Jesus, amen. Well, God bless you. I trust you have a wonderful day. Um, If this has blessed you in any way, if you would repost it, share it um, on social media, send it to a friend. Um, We love to get the word of God out and you have been a blessing to us. Um, Anybody who shares today, I will find a way to get a book to you. So I'll find a winner. And the book is either Power of the Imagination by Andrew Womack or Spirit, Soul, Body. Both of those are a huge blessing to me. So share it and uh, one of you will win the book and I'll get it to you. God bless you. You have a great day. Bye-bye.